0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Science of Pokemon. For those of you who are new, welcome. How you doing? Uh, I am veteran Lucas, and with me, as per usual,
1: is our friend Professor Collins. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Everything's going well. Uh, you know, how are you doing? How was uh How was DragonCon? DragonCon
0: was awesome. Best convention in the southeast. Love it. Had so many good people. We had over 300 people at our Science of Pokemon panel. It was. Phenomenal! I can't wait to go back next year. Ah, good times. Anywho, the summer is coming to a close, and September will be our last month of doing two episodes per month for a little bit. Uh, you got the works, and I've got the works to do. But we are going to end things because September was the one-year anniversary where we started this thing entirely on reptiles and fossils so first we are going to be covering reptiles one of the most loved slash most hated group of vertebrates on earth they creep they crawl they swim they soar these guys once ruled the earth for a hundred million years they were some of the first animals to take advantage of this planet's resources on land and we are going to learn a bit about how and why and what makes them special and what pokemon took from the real thing this is the part
1: where I. What was that? You know, uh, uh, and I feel like I have two. I have I have two comments here for you. Uh, the the real quick, I'm gonna in, uh, in, you know, intrude here. Um, both are both are uh, NPR related. Uh, there was uh, an episode uh, episode recently, a replayed episode on of wait wait don't tell me. Who's an animal comp uh yeah animal comp- compilation again. Talk today, Jesus. Um, And uh, one of them was uh, about learning that reptiles had personalities. And Paula Poundstone was like, what do you mean they're just learning this? I thought it was clear to everyone that they had personalities. Yeah,
0: honestly, have you not been to an aquarium? Have you not met Bubbles the python? She's adorable and she's kind of a (laughs) butt.
1: I think the other one was an apology to you. Um, this was actually a recent episode. They, uh, I think it was the episode where they interviewed uh, Glenn Close. Um, it was another weight, wait actually. Uh, they were talking about in France uh, this summer there was a a, a very promiscuous uh, dolphin. Oh
0: gosh, was, this dolphin. Yep, I heard. The yeah, story. he was
1: getting a little too friendly and too aggressive. And I know in our live episode I had talked about uh, how much I <laughs> I liked dolphin, but. <laughs> You know, I wanted to apologize because I feel like sometimes your uh, anger towards dolphins is, is rightfully deserved.
0: Uh, thank you. You know what? It's not easy to admit you're wrong, <laughs> and I thank you for doing yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> at this point, we were going to do a pun, but I can't think of anything funnier to start the episode with. Promiscuous dolphin. Cue the music! Music <laughs> Okay. To start things off, I do want to define what a reptile is because in Oh! Reason- I know this one.
1: I know this one. Okay. Come it's on. a shady guy who hangs out at a bar with slicked back hair and he sees women as objects. I, I
0: feel I feel like you come up with these while we're recording <laughs> on the spot, but I know you're terrible at improv, so I'm very No, confused.
1: I'm not terrible at improv. Forget you. I'm not I <laughs> that.
0: Okay, okay. In any case, yes, <laughs> I will give you a point that is a reptilious person, but reptiles get a bad reputation, and we're going to hopefully try and fix that. So reptiles um, and the proto-reptiles around them have two big features that make them so um, effective on land. So they have amniotic eggs, and they have some kind of scale along with their four limbs. So they were one of the first vertebrates to make their way on land without having to go in water. They've been around for over 300 million years and they made their way on land with those features. So the four limbs obviously to walk around and move around. Uh, But the biggest issue that a lot of animals had back in that time was their eggs. Amphibians, no matter how tight their skin would get, they still had to stay near the water because their eggs needed moisture. However. If you can make an amniotic egg, think a chicken egg, an egg that contains all the liquid and all the nutrients inside while protecting it, you can put that egg anywhere. You can go ahead and take care of it way better than any other egg that an amphibian can throw out. Um, obviously the bigger issue is also going to be when you're walking out, you need watertight skin. That's what scales are for. This was the birth of animals having thick enough skin to make their way out into the world. And so that's where reptiles originally got their start. And it's what gave them that dominance on land.
1: You know, uh, uh, I'm going to jump in here quick. Sorry. Cause I apparently, I keep listening to way too many podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, I, I know I've talked about, uh, there was a recent uh, star talk, mm-hmm. uh, and he was interviewing uh, James Cameron, because while we're talking about, you know, the things that reptiles evolved to have. Um, and I want to comment on this because I know a lot of people are like, you know, dragons could be real. But the, the thing is that because of um, the evolution that occurred on this planet, a dragon that people like to imagine, like the European dragon, could never exist. It'd be more like, a you know, a, a wyvern or whatever yes. you call it. Because uh because and this is why i'm saying james cameron because he talked about um how avatar pantora's gravity is different which is why the people are bigger mm. but he said it's what it's what orig- it's what caused all of the animals on the planet to have uh what do you call the six leg system yes so every everything essentially has six limbs you know you have two legs You know, you can have two legs and and then like an arm or, you know, you have six legs or you have a leg and arm and wings, but everything has a six leg system. And so I I like to think that, you know, I know a lot of people like to imagine, oh, you know, Earth could have had dragons at some point, but it doesn't fit uh, how things evolved to have the four limb system here. And I just... I kind of wanted to tie that in there because like, I thought it was a really cool point uh, that you know Earth could have dragons, but they'd be more like a cross between a bat and a Komodo dragon.
0: Yes, that is effectively what is the issue. So if you're thinking you're four-legged dragon with wings, it would have to have grown a new appendage. now. Arthropods kind of do that; that's their thing. But vertebrates, as we know, have never yeah. been able to do that. They're tetrapods.
1: Invertebrates in can, but which which we've talked about invertebrates. Yeah. But vertebrates have not had that evolution chain.
0: No, 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 no. You need a bajillion mutations to even attempt it. Uh, yeah. So reptiles, um, include the obvious things. So your snakes, your lizards, your crocodilians, your turtles. Uh, recently people have been starting making, and this is the actual information: they are birds. Birds are reptiles. Birds well, are just dinosaurs. I, yeah. I mean, thing. if you
1: think about the the evolutionary chain from dinosaurs to birds i mean it kind of makes sense to connect them now
0: for this episode um we are going to be talking about um we're going to be mainly focusing on lizards uh snakes and crocodilians we already did an episode on flight we definitely can put more birds in and we have enough turtles in the game and enough culture surrounding turtles in the game to do a whole episode on them so we're going to be talking about two groups so the first group is squamata and this is the largest group the second largest group of in, of vertebrates but the largest group of vertebrates in the reptile so there are over 10,000 species of these animals and this is home to your lizards and snakes so lizards and snakes very closely related these animals are going to have either rough or smooth scale they have a wide variety they're all ectothermic which means that they gain their heat from their environment uh, the, uh, cold-blooded is an older notion, it's not quite accurate, so we just use ectothermic. So, they need to use the environment to their advantage, so hot rocks or a cold hole, they're going to find some place to live. Uh, they are also one of the only group, I believe, yep, the only group of reptiles to develop Venom. Uh, it's actually seen in lizards. <sighs> what? Jesus, man. Venom. The washing Yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh,
1: time Hardy, I'm Venom! Sorry, guys!
0: Oh, leave Tom Hardy alone. We can make fun of him in October. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait till October to make fun of Tom Hardy for (laughs) Venom. Now, what is cool is that there have been a lot of theories, a lot of um, evolutionary study done on venom because it's such a cool idea to build poison in your body simply to use as an effective weapon. Let's think rattlesnakes. Where does it come from to have your teeth like hypodermic needles and a pit of poison in the back of your throat? Uh, We believe that it comes from a group of genes duplicating over time and expressing similar genes but in different parts of the body. So So it's not just – not
1: just genetics it also ties into epigenetics it's yeah
0: it is a big deal uh, what's okay. the best way I could describe it for normal people imagine if your stomach uh, the gene that controlled your stomach acid started yeah. duplicating itself but in another part of your body like your fingernails so
1: so essentially it, 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 it because genetics would just be the trait was passed on mm-hmm. but in order for it to develop essentially it, it, epigenetics came into play because the way the trait was expressed
0: Changed exactly the expression of the gene changes, cool. and that's where we think it comes from. There used to be a thought that it was just the pancreatic glands that were duplicating, but with all the different kinds of venoms found in snakes, it's no way it just came from there. There are many different ways, and different snakes have different forms of venom. There are some For venoms sure. that paralyze people, there are some that will some rot. are neurotoxins, yeah, <laughs> then just some will just rot away your flesh. There's crazy mm. cool stuff, mm. uh, but snakes get the worst reputation of like almost any. Any animal they are the second most hated animal on earth number one being spiders snakes.
1: why did it have to be snakes
0: no no people hate snakes it's a bummer but snakes are pest control they deal with a lot of the um herbivores that would be a real real problem imagine all the rats in the world just not having anything eating them believe me
1: that's not is good. that right why- is that why, like, in a lot of uh, I- India and Bengali, that area over there, ba- uh, Bangladesh, uh, you know, you have a lot of cultures that have snakes as pets there because are... they help with farming? Mm-hmm. But that also comes...
0: Pe- oh, no, sorry, go ahead. That yeah, also comes with... Um, that was a little bit of funny history here. So there was a time with the British Empire when they ruled India. They were saying, hey, we need to get rid of these snakes because they're biting our troops and whatnot. So everybody bring Uh-oh. a snake and bring me some money for it. And then what ended up happening was... Uh, people started breeding snakes in order to just give to the British to get money, then they stopped the program, <laughs> and then people released those snakes into the ecosystem. So Unintended
1: consequences.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, what I, whenever I work with snakes in my job, the number one lesson I teach people is, don't make a decision when you're scared. It's probably gonna be a bad one. No, snakes are not monsters, they're just weird, legless lizards. Uh, but the other group of animals, this one is the one most people know of, are the archosaurs. So these are your dinosaurs, your crocodiles, your alligators, and your birds. Uh, we will leave some of the dinosaur talk for our special guests next week. Today, the ones that we are familiar with are birds and crocodilians. Most people do not picture birds and crocodilians of the same group, but they do share a very common feature where they are excellent parents. Like if you think about like sea turtles, everyone thinks of how – beautiful and
1: majestic as sea turtles. They let them all die. They're like, hey, I have two, because my, my my five-year-old and I were just talking about this. huh. You know, they're, they're like, hey, you know, we have 500 kids. Good luck to all of you. Bye-bye. Crocodiles like, crocodiles, like, protect their babies. Like, they are very protective. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if you ever hear a baby gator sound, which, believe me, in Florida, we don't take that as a joke. We think that as an actual threat. When you hear a baby gator call, you leave the area. It's not just a joke we make up for tourism. Like, no, they're, they're there, and they're not going to deal with anyone messing with their babies. So crocodilians have been around for roughly 200 million years and we've only seen a fraction of what they used to be. We have fossil evidence of these animals not just being aquatic but being terrestrial. Some of them might have even been arboreal living in trees. There's even a fossil that some people call the wolf croc. Imagine a crocodilian but with a skeletal structure similar to that of a wolf and hunted on land.
1: Dude, this sounds like some Dungeons and Dragons stuff. It is. It's owl so cool. bear, wolf croc. Oh, that's some sci-fi. Oh, I want to put that on sci-fi now. I want to
0: make effect like chardpuss. Oh, <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, there are the birds. In our first episode, we talked about flight and birds. So I'm going to sum things up very quickly. Um, flight is hard. Flying is not easy. Back to our dragon discussion. Dragons would have to have massive wings to take off the ground. Up. Uh, so birds. Oh. Uh, are usually a lot smaller and they've specifically adapted most of their body To flight, which is very, very cool and very, very important. Like it's one of those things with these animals that people don't realize is that they put so much work into like flight that they can't really do much else. There's no other room for adaptation. But reptiles.
1: Why can't it learn to use this pencil? (laughs)
0: Uh, If it's a crow, it probably could. (laughs) If it's that's true, they're they're very smart. They're very intelligent. That's the other thing people make the mistake of, like you were just saying, reptiles don't have personality. Like people saying, "Ah, you're like a emotionless lizard." Like I've met some lizards with personality. Personality. Have you not no. met Bob the spiny-tailed lizard? He's a dope, but he loves grapes and he likes cuddling up in your hand. Like they do have personalities. It's not. Oh yeah. A, a personality is merely a behavior done multiple times over and over again. Like it. That's. They have personality, and Pokemon uh, did a really good job on these animals. So we'll go ahead and we'll. We already got the science to jump out. Let's go ahead and talk about some Pokemon. Cool. Okie so let us kick it off with one of the first reptiles ever put in the game, Ekans and Arbok. So, oh my god, do that again please. Oh, yep, I'm going to record that, make it into a GIF, thank you very much, uh, that's a new we- ringtone. Uh, with um, Ekans and with Arbok, uh, yes they are snake spelled backwards and cobra spelled backwards. It's okay, uh, in-, in
1: Japanese, Gengar is just ghost.
0: Oh, well that makes sense. Ghost. Uh, so... I, I think that when they were making this pokemon the mindset of it was how many snakes can we fit into one snake or two snakes and they found the answer All of them. so if you, <laughs> pretty much almost every snake is shoved into these two so starting from the head and working your way down eckens has the head of anything from a coral snake to a red rat snake just a nice simple head a red a black racer i always felt like, but, it was more
1: like a rat snake because we have those up here we have the big black ones uh my in-laws
0: eastern have. rat snakes yeah we have the, you have the yeah, eastern
1: yeah
0: so yeah that that's a thing but then also it's like it's got the eyes of a viper instead of the round eyes of a coral snake or a garden or like a yeah. rat snake its body is of a boa constrictor or a python and then its tail is a rattlesnake so yeah that's a lot of snake you just threw in there <laughs> and arbok is just ah oh, we ran out of room for the cobra just make a cobra; and it'll be fine. Uh, I will say that a lot of the snake stuff they put in is accurate on its own, like curling up to protect themselves, climbing branches, having venom. For Atkins, like imagine throwing all these snakes in a blender, and like now the parts don't exactly fit with what they were. So um, they say they can um, that these animals constrict their prey, but they're forgetting when
1: you have venom. Why are you constricting your prey? Yeah, we talk about it doesn't make when we go um, uh when when Lila and I go to the zoo we talk about that because there is a uh, the Cleveland Zoo has a very big uh, very big python, and we talk about that a lot. And she likes a lot of the snakes, and we've talked about buying a pet snake. Don't tell my wife. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's something that, that's important that people don't a lot of times get confused. They're like, oh, is it going to, like, poison me? Or, you know, they say poison. Obviously, we know the difference. Yeah, We've yeah. already done an episode on that. Ha <laughs> ha. But, you know, uh, yeah, you're like, well, no, most of them, like, constrict. Like, that's not remotely what they do.
0: And all the snakes that could eat humans have been extinct for millions of years. It's really? Like uh,
1: Anac- oh, yeah. Anacondas can't.
0: They, not really, no. Um, they can eat like small humans, but like you know, like children and whatnot. So but when don't I say eat, eat they,
1: a pr- they don't eat like cows.
0: No, not really. They can, but like what saves us from being eaten are our shoulders. Our shoulders are too wide for them to fit down the throat. If you uh, think about a cow, comes. it's it's one straight line, or like a deer, it's one straight line down. For us, like we're we're way too wide. Uh, also, the, the myth that snakes dislocate their jaw—they even say that in the Pokédex. Not a thing. Yeah, like, how, how would do they not- pop
1: it back in? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, there are some animals that can pop and dislike their jaw, but theirs is just really stretchy. And also, their bottom jaw isn't fused, so it allows them to pull things I knew in. that. It's
1: like, uh, it, it, like, opens, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, the other thing is saying that they digest eggs and that it can get stuck in their throat. They can faint or die in the Pokedex. That's an actual thing. But... Not all snakes can eat eggs. There is an adaptation to eating them because, as we've said before, eggs are hard-shelled. You have to be able to crack them in your body without doing damage. So they have special bones in their body that will
1: constrict down. (laughs) Can you just imagine it puts the egg in its throat and then just slams its head against like a rock? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Ah, finally, lunch. Wham! (laughs) it's really really weird to think that but like no most snakes like if i gave a rattlesnake an egg you just imagine a little cartoon question marks like what am i supposed to do with this and again the only major problem i had with arbok is that it's constricting prey when it's clearly a super venomous snake the whole hood using to indemnate thing that's kind of what it's there for so i will give that a pass but no it's seconds and co and uh arbok are just all the snakes just all of them at well, once and, and
1: even crazier is uh, if you think about the uh pokemon adventures when they cut arbok and it's still living
0: oh god no, oh yeah that's bad no no snakes you don't cut snakes in half they do not live after that <laughs> next up we have what i call it work the florida
1: special for alligator you know and i gotta say i, I i'm so sad because i love the design of all the gen 2 starters i really do mm-hmm Oh, but the competitively, they're all such a letdown.
0: No, this is actually my favorite starter in Gen 2, and I always pick fire types. This thing looks awesome. You're right, though. They're garbage and competitive, but they are still a lot of fun to play around with. So, for alligator, is a giant alligator. For those who don't know, there are two places on Earth where you can find alligators. China <gasps> and, and the American South. Yep. <laughs> These are the only two places you can find alligators. In Florida, I'm lucky enough to live in the only place on Earth. Can you
1: tell our listeners, because I constantly have to describe this. Like, uh, I met all of my students from last year at the zoo, and we we Mm -hmm. talked about this uh, over the summer. Like, What is the difference between alligators and crocodiles? Okay, cool.
0: No, like I was saying, uh, I am from... Yeah, it's simple. And I'm from one of the only places on Earth with alligators and crocodiles living in it. So alligators have a U-shaped snout crocodiles v shapes now no alligators it's the teeth mm, no it's the teeth it's, it's mm, no it's, it's a V it's a V but it's the teeth the teeth are also another one so alligators have an overbite whereas crocodilians their teeth fit really neatly
1: I thought, I thought I thought evolutionary speaking there were some crocodilians that their head shape doesn't fit that rule like it's there it's a, are the, th- that it's like it's like the i before e rule where it's like not really a rule because you're like oh there's 10,432 exceptions <laughs> there
0: are also the there are the gharials that kind of make a few exceptions yes. to that we'll get to the, the gharials are one they're a weird we branch of the crocodilian tree we have those like the,
1: at our zoo in cleveland they're so cool looking
0: they are really we have one out in tampa that's really cool Is looking uh, it, the though? other
1: Hmm? Garyl? Garyl? Yeah. I've always said gharial. Okay, gharial. Nope, gharial. Alright, cool,
0: uh, What's you. really cool uh, for the alligators is um one you can't see. Uh, their brain size is usually larger than that of alligators. Uh, their coloration, alligators are black in color, whereas crocodilians have a wide range of the yellow. Oh, I didn't know the that. Greenish, the, the darker colors, so like brown or why the two. darker
1: colors? Is it for stealth?
0: Color, color just because they have a much more variety of areas living in them, so the dark wa- the dark color doesn't always need to work well with it. So, if you think of some of like the caimans or other, they're a lighter color, yes, they blend in a lot better with different areas. We just talked about uh, that Florida, too, because
1: we were watching Planet Earth 2. We watched a uh, jaguar hunt a caiman.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awesome! It's so cool. Yeah, people think they're dumb, but like, no, alligators and crocodilians are no, a lot smarter. They're terrifying.
1: They're... Yeah, I don't know, I'm not messing with that. <laughs>
0: we have we have alligators that are known to set traps for other animals yes pretty
1: great yeah
0: So uh, the Pokedex talks about alligators, and for alligators, like, well, they they rip apart their prey, they shake their head to eat it. That is true. Alligators have that death roll, and they'll rip things apart. They're really good at it. Uh, The one thing that is weird is that it says it uses its powerful hind leg to lunge at its prey. And I got to tell you, an alligator's hind legs are like noodles. Like, they're not used for anything much more than, like, trying to swim. They use their
1: tail for swimming, right?
0: Yeah, their tail. Like, if you ever watch any of the animal rescue shows. it's
1: It's like being hit by, like, a sledgehammer, right? You're talking to
0: someone who got hit by an alligator tail. Even a small one. I was holding a small, like, four or five footer. And she didn't like me very much. She slammed her tail into my side. I can still feel for that thing hit me. It hurt. It is pain. Like, it is just... It's like being hit by a leathery baseball bat. (laughs) It is not fun. Uh, They do say... That they are fast on land but they don't mention how long uh, they're only about as fast as a racehorse for six seconds and that's about it if they one wanted to improve the
1: design and dragons
0: <laughs> yeah, it is
1: yeah, one it's, round it's go <laughs> <laughs> one round and go and
0: they're off and he's done uh <laughs> if you were going to improve it like just make the tail stronger, give it like a bigger tail or something like that. But uh, now that I have you here, uh, we're going to play a little game. I want you to tell me, how would you run away from an alligator? Zigzag or straight? Up a tree. Up a tree. Ooh, bad news for you. We found that younger alligators can climb trees too. So technically, you didn't get away from an alligator. But if it's you younger, lose.
1: I'm just going to kick it. It's okay.
0: I know, but you still met the alligator All right, well, by then technicality. I, then I'm
1: not zigzagging. I'm going straight. You're
0: running straight. You're running straight. Yes. Good answer. Because if when you zigzag, zigzag,
1: you're slowing your speed down.
0: And you run into trees. Like, people just, like, you trip over yourself. You're not designed to run zigzag. Usain Bolt did not get where he was
1: running <laughs> zigzag. Usain Bolt's off. Left, right, left, right, left, right.
0: And then he still outruns every American who plays against him.
1: <laughs> ah,
0: fun. What's next? Oh, uh, yes. Okie dokie, what's next on the Ah, oh. Trico. Yes, let's do Triko. Triko. Yep. Trico. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, almost every generation has a reptile in some capacity on their on the actual lists of starters. Except Trico. the latest one, which is weird. But with Trico, uh, obviously it is based on geckos. So with geckos, they are a their own little family off to the side in the lizard group, and they have the amazing adaptation, their feet. So oh, in the Pokemon they're game. Horrible. They are adorable. I have them in my backyard all the time. So what? My what? Uh,
1: my uh, my ex, uh, Lila's mom, uh, they grew up in uh, Dooley, up mm-hmm. near Jacksonville, and no, sorry, that's where her dad's from. They are from West Palm Beach and they had the geckos like you guys do down there and she she she's like terrified of lizards because as as a young child her dad used to take them off their gecko tree and like throw them at her that's
0: (laughs) not good no
1: (laughs) but it's a joke my daughter thinks it's hilarious now (laughs) (laughs) Haha. mommy's afraid of geckos
0: (laughs) oh that's that's actually really depressing in any case (laughs) geckos have a couple of amazing features the one everyone knows of is their ability to climb yes uh A Trico, they say it has hooks in its hands to allow it to climb, but real geckos, it's way cooler. No, it's not Spider-Man. What? Uh, Yeah, no, it's not, not like a spider. For them, their feet have these hair-like structures. Within them have even smaller hair-like structures that allow them to stick to surfaces using van der Waals' forces. So a little bit of chemical physics for you. In molecular physics, van der Waals' forces are the interactions between unchanged molecules. It's one of the weakest chemical forces. But the geckos' feet can use these forces to its advantage. So it's the... Um, It's the attraction of non-polarized molecules, so their feet are able to extend out in such a way that they can connect the polarities of these uncharged molecules. There's some great videos of it on YouTube if you guys want to check it out, I'm a visual learner. But the point is, with these special uses of intermolecular forces, they are able to stick to surfaces and unpeel themselves from their surface just as easily, so they can easily run up almost any kind of surface that you think of, and they don't need any hooks for it. Even oil slicks. (laughs) I mean, I haven't tested it, but maybe. Uh, they, uh, They also say that the Trico tests the weather with its tail i'm just gonna leave that alone and say no uh what geckos aren't known for though is I there can feel g- it in
1: my tail
0: ah it's gonna be a rainy day you know because we're a
1: gecko I in florida have, it's always I a rainy have, day i have bones all through this tail oh god no it's um that, they're that tail a uh, trico has uh i mean it almost reminds me of gecko hands it's it's not doesn't look like it would be a very bony thing
0: no it looks kind of cushiony yeah and That tail isn't really even supposed to be used for that. It's used for camouflage. Like, these animals can, like, get down next to a certain tree or branch, and some species blend so much into the bark that you wouldn't even know that they were there. You know, these uh, are not.
1: That's true. We, we, um, my grandparents, uh, the Collins, uh, they had a place in Sarasota, and, uh, out. I mean, that's a couple hours from you, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I remember uh, the brown ones blending in and then getting into the house and being like, oh my gosh, like, how did that, where did that come from?
0: That's geckos for you. So, this idea of, like, Trico picking fights and everything, I mean, it's weird because these animals shouldn't. Like, they, they're runners that's
1: cause and that's just because Ash's Pokemon are all jerks because, like, that's what he attracts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was
0: one cool thing I want to mention uh, with septile. Uh It was pretty, when I, I was going to Rory it off just up oh, just cool giant lizard monster next, but then I read into its mega evolution and they added something cool that they never showed in the game. So if you've actually seen like the short they did for all the megas for Aorus, they showed Septile Mega Septile launching its tail off like a rocket. Yeah, why didn't we and, get that? <laughs> I don't know, but that's autotonomy. That's self-amputation. We saw crustaceans do it. They can rip off their own arms and grow them back. Lizards, uh, Anole specifically, can do that too. They just lose their tail and they grow back later and so i think that was a really cool feature they added in, even though they never expressly said it you would be completely amiss if you don't believe me you're, uh, you're totally cool if you don't believe me just all
1: the great out. things that beta pokemon games had that they took out
0: yeah I <laughs> baby vulpix
1: pretty- is all i'm gonna say baby vulpix Ugh.
0: Oh, that would have made a great plush.
1: I know right. it's so adorable. <sighs> Speaking of adorable, hey, let's talk about one that I love. Actually, though, can we? Can we? Yeah, go let's for talk it. Crocodile. Crocodile. Oh, oh, yes, I love that was. I have one. Um, I mean, I have a plush. I have a. Well, mine is a sandile, but I love crocodile. Uh, mm. Mine is always named Ken. Ken. Yes. Oh, okay. Like. Uh, just... No, because. uh so what? What year was that? Uh black and white was two thousand. 11, yeah, yes, something um, like that. I had to think about where I was living at the time. Um, and that was the at that point, uh, after Diamond and Pearl, I was obsessed with the Japanese band, uh, Lark and Shell. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know, you know, uh, Reddy said it can hold me back. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: the Naruto, yeah, that I know. That uh,
1: one. uh, they also did uh, Neji, which I can't remember what anime. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. No, don't I don't know that I one. it was Roni Kenshin. Yeah, okay. That... And they did like that's... 4th Avenue Cafe. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All alright and... uh, I, I heard them because I had Japanese friends because we lived in the international dorm. Uh-huh. And uh, they were on uh, Gundam 00. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, opening for that, and I was like, what is this? And my friend actually liked them, because they're actually a pretty popular band. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually went and saw them in New York City uh, the year Black and White came out. Mm No, 2012. Regardless, uh, that generation, I named one after each one of their band members. So I have a... uh, what the heck is the homunculus thing? I get reunculus. Rinunc-
0: reunculus. Yeah, I know that. Yeah.
1: And he's named Yuki, and I have a, I have a hide. That's my Galvantula, and and Ken is my crocodile, and I love him. He is amazing. Yes. No. No. Because crocodile is so great. We have learned so much about the professor in just this one moment. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I am a man with a mission, kind of guy. A man with a mission is more my thing. In any case. Uh, <laughs> these are the only crocodiles represented in the game, Totodile being excluded. But what's so interesting is that, just like Ekans, they had a whole bunch of stuff thrown in, and that stuff is fairly accurate. Just look at the Pokedex and replace the word sand with water, and you've got it pretty close. So Sandile and <laughs> Crookrock, like, they hide away from the cold, they hate it. Crocodiles do not survive in cold weather. That's one of the things alligators no. have an advantage over. They can survive cold
1: So that's why uh, Lake Placid, that movie, could never happen. Yeah, no. The Nile crocodile could could never live in Lake Placid.
0: It would freeze. But an alligator, there were the alligators down in the Carolinas during the last winter. Lake froze over. Their nostrils were up above the ice, and they just, like, semi-hibernated until it went so, away.
1: Can you tell me then why? Because it's got to be a crocodile. It can't be an alligator because there's only... Like how many species of alligators are there? Two. Just two. Just the two. Yeah. All right. So there, there was a crocodiles found in Akron, mm-hmm. like at like twenty, uh, fifty minutes south of me, um, in in one of the lakes. Wow. In the winter. Like how, how, how is that possible?
0: So found in winter, they can still survive by finding warm places to hide, like, say, inside a gutter or anywhere that it can generate
1: heat. But okay.
0: They're like, they're not usually going to make it that far. I mean, there are still some okay. that live in semi-desert climates, so they are used to cold at some point in the day. Like. Okay. Yeah, like, I...
1: Well, because desert, de- des- deserts are typically cold at
0: night. Yeah, they are much colder. I mean, you can find them still living on, like, the riverbeds and stuff. They're really... They, the only real weakness they have is cold, so that is interesting. In any case, with the um, uh, crocodiles' entry, they say they can even see at night, which is something I highly recommend people go test. Yeah, themselves. they can. Like you get- they have
1: those uh, those glowing eyes. Yep.
0: They have the nictitating membrane. That's what it's called. We did
1: that in uh, when I was a kid. After when we were visiting my grandparents one time, we drove out and took one of those tours. Mm-hmm. And holy crap! Yeah. All those eyes lightening up. You're like, whoa! Yeah. And uh, my wife and I did that when we were at. Uh, Last summer we were at Disney. We were walking along one of the lakes looking for it.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely one of the things you can do out here in Florida. Uh, the other thing I like, Sandile goes after trappinches, they, so they send the Pokedex, which is really cool, because crocodiles and alligators are some of the only animals that eat up the food chain as they get bigger. Like, they start out small, and then they're able to take down bigger predators, so most animals... I don't
1: know, have you met my baby?
0: <laughs> oh, touche. Uh, but they also um, they also had this one mistake with Crocodile. They say it, like, it can see 30 miles away. The no. <laughs> what? But they do have a <laughs> wide range of vision. They can't see through all of it, but they have a very. Better old, than Hawkeye. Better than, like, anything, really. Uh, it's so blatantly like uh okay i guess your eyes are super now
1: um, i've got my gundam sniper rifle ready
0: it, it says also that it can rip through a car which i will say there are some great videos of guys like getting harassed by alligators and there's this alligator who ripped off the bumper of a car i won't say that crocodiles you can't
1: break through a door though that's totally different but there
0: were crocodilians in the past that could like the ancient well, yes
1: they're again. the big ones right
0: yeah the big ones but this one is based on a. Garial. This one has that narrow snout, yeah. designed for going after little fish. If you tried a, a Garial doing anything, yeah, it's going to
1: hurt. No, no. These a lot of a lot of uh, Garials are are like in uh, in India, right? Yeah. The Isn't that, that the,
0: the Ganges? Is it the Ganges? The Ganges. Is one place you can find them. There's also because I, think, I
1: remember uh, what was it the the uh, that year we had all those boats flip over. What was that like f- six years ago, where all those boats were just flipping over? Hmm. And, uh, it was was in India. I think it was in the Ganges, and a bunch of carrioles attacked people. Weird. Well, I mean, you know, free food.
0: Yeah, most of the time they don't go after people unless provoked, or unless they've been fed. Uh, The only crocodilian species that I know for a fact will go after people out of food is, um, the saltwater crocodile, because they're one of the only two animals on Earth that will actually hunt people. If you see a horror movie about a crocodile like Lake Placid...
1: Is that like... Is that like... So, the saltwater crocodile is the other one, the bull shark?
0: Uh, bull sharks don't go after people for fun. They do it out of territory. They're a little more testy about who's in their waters, and... Really?
1: I thought they hunted people.
0: No, no. There's no shark that actively hunts people. For bull sharks, we just live in their environment. Like, they live in knee-high water, and we spend most of our time in knee-high water, so...
1: No, 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 no. Bull sharks are are in the Mississippi now.
0: The bull sharks will go up to the freshwater river systems if they need to. No,
1: but they're, they're like, living in the
0: Mississippi now. That makes sense. We have saltwater... We've had freshwater sharks before. Uh, Lake Titicaca, I believe, has some. Like there's yeah 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 laugh it up, but it's you no know, <laughs> there there's no man-eating animals out there except for polar bears and saltwater crocodiles. That, well, that's
1: lions not... in Africa, certain parts of, certain lions will hunt people. I know that.
0: I know that. that but I do know. That one is usually out of like provocation as well. Like they're the yes. main yeah. The, it, but like the main one without any provocation of like oh that looks good, I'm gonna eat it. Saltwater crocodile. <laughs> like,
1: no, yeah, and you know, and I and that's something that my daughter and I talk about because my favorite animal is actually wolves, and. Every Disney movie portrays them as like manhunters.
0: Yeah, I know they're And I'm they're-
1: like, oh my gosh, Lila, they're not like that. They're so great. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful and they're not gonna bother you. They're more so we have to ha- – that's why I said, like, we her and I talk about ev- – um, I mean, she's five and understands evolution. She could tell you about it. Um, like, I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. And because we'll talk about it. We'll go say, like, you know, why would a predator – and we use that terminology – you know, not want to hunt a human? She goes, well, that would not be an easy meal. And I go, there you go.
0: <laughs> exactly. See, no, your daughter uh, – one of these days, I'm going to give her, like, a gold star or something. You're, or like a- You're
1: going to come visit us in Ohio. I mean that. You're going to come stay with us for a week, and you're going to, like, love this kid because she'll take you to the zoo, and she'll tell you everything. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, I think I'll get along with her just fine. But for now, <laughs> we got one last reptile to cover.
1: Hey, can I introduce the next one? Yeah, I'll go right ahead. All right, wait. So, uh... I, I, I have this rule, which is going to be the dumbest rule you've ever heard. Uh-huh. Um, so I typically restrict myself when I play at least one game per gen. And I mm-hmm. like to play with only things I own as plush, right? Gotcha. Really, really, really annoying it sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. However... When I did Ultra, uh, I think I did Ultra Sun. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, my daughter pick out a bunch of Pokemon. I was like, let's just do stuff that I've never used. (laughs) And uh, I did a playthrough with six things that her and I picked. And uh, Salazzle was one. Sandlit was Ah. one. And we picked Ah. one. I can't remember what we named her. Uh, but I remember we had a jagamo Mo'o named Boba Fett. That was funny. Or Django Fett. That's what it was. Nice. Uh, we had a bunch of- Yeah, it was a bunch of, like, random stuff. Oh, uh, the Poplio's name was Shakira. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great, because it's Shakira. Uh, but yeah, i like to talk about- Let's talk about Salazzle here. I know uh, you want to talk about that, and I want to talk about that, because I genuinely like this thing. I think it was a pretty cool design. I think its ability is one of the most interesting in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think some of the lore behind it is very, uh, very unique, and I'd like to talk about that too as well.
0: Yeah, so I'll talk the biology stuff let's from do what it. I've got. Yeah, so, let's do it. yeah, in the Pokedex, Salandic cannot evolve into a male, and in the Pokedex, you say it's because the females make them hand over their food, and they're too hungry to evolve. That <laughs> is not a good way for species propagation. That's well, not how that I works. I don't know if you've
1: ever played Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, I've, I've been doing a lot of pla- planning <laughs> for the new campaign I've been running for my best friend. Uh, drow, uh, the, the Dark Elves, uh, they do that. Men are yeah. our slaves, and we will only use them for reproduction.
0: Yeah, they need to get on the um, this animal's level. It's based <laughs> on, at least biologically, the New Mexico Whiptail. It's a species of lizards, and it can only reproduce in two, two ways. Two magical ways. The first... <laughs> Not even magic. Science. It's the best kind of magic. Uh, It can crossbreed between a western whiptail found in deserts and a small striped whiptail found in grasslands. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So it literally
1: needs to find two different unrelated species to mate?
0: There are areas where these areas intersect, so the grasslands of the desert aren't too far apart. It has to be Romeo and Juliet. Effectively. And the second way is the New Mexico whiptail goes through what's called parthenogenesis where they lay an egg and that egg is just a clone of That's itself awesome they That's only even breed female they don't need no man they literally don't need it they, I don't need no man in my life <laughs> and there are animals that can pull this off including the Komodo dragon there are some species of sharks that can do it uh, there was once a shark in an aquarium who they thought it was giving virgin births because it had never like, had any offspring but it turns out it had saved enough genetic material from the last time it met a male and it just stored it for years what? and then it just made little clones of itself with it, it's awesome that's crazy
1: uh, it's, so, so it's so why does cool. this thing only evolve into female
0: it only evolves into female just because they don't have a better way of explaining it like this thing just evolves into female because only the females are the ones that actually truly propagate so if you think about it like a salandid like if two Solandids from different areas were to reproduce they'd create like the female that cannot produce a male it's more it, i think it's cooler to think about less of how she can become a field versus like why isn't she just producing okay. females would that have made it so, a lot easier like just oh, all female. i'm gonna say it
1: again and i know there's a few listeners who disagree with me and i'm really sorry um, but I'm my brain is a pattern recognition machine and I'm gonna tell you a pattern here is that Pokemon are not solely based on one thing. Almost ever mm-hmm. Almost right. ever <laughs> um, and I, I'm gonna argue that Salazzle is not. I'm gonna argue Okay that Salazzle go for it. is based on what's called um Mo'o Mo' I think that's right. Mo'o mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a Hawaiian myth. So it's like a dragon-like lizard. Okay. Okay. But they're all they're essentially female lizards, okay? They have black scales. And they can turn gotcha. into seductive women. Yeah. Hmm. Could I mean, like, it really fits this whole, like, I mean, think about all the jokes about like Salazal's uh, hyper uh, feminine and promiscuous appearance. I mean that really yeah, fits so uh, that really fits bit. so um and uh, in the myth they only appear near fire.
0: Alright, so, I'll give like, it to you there.
1: I, I, I still but are, like that's what I'm like, saying. Like I feel like, as we've said many, many times, a lot of Pokemon are based on multiple things. And I think that's what makes it great is that there's this multiple homage to many myths at once or many animals at once, like Ekans, like we said that has like you know, like 80 snakes in it. <laughs> But I think that's what makes it great is that there's all these opportunities to look at the real world and go, wow, where did this come from?
0: Yeah, no, and, like, there's two good ways of looking at it, and one is based on, like, cool biological reproduction, and the other one is based on a really cool myth that most people know about. That's so cool that two people of – I would like to say we're decent intelligence – could come up with two – Viable ways that this thing could have come up, and it's probably just both. Because honestly, if they got into later generation, Pokemon has gotten really good. Well, that's the thing. Like, like,
1: if you look at the first few gens, like Gen One and Gen Two, it was so much, uh, with the exception of Zapdos, which is clearly Native American, which we'll talk about another day. But it was so much Japanese and Chinese mythology, and so much generic animals. I mean after that though things just took off and they got so intricate after that.
0: I can't wait to see what that rumored like tiny pink whale is wait, if that's actually a, a thing. Like that th-
1: <gasps>
0: There's a rumor a about like whale? the new Pokemon and Let's Go. Oh! That's the rumor I that want there it might as be a I don't even
1: care what it and- is. <laughs>
0: Apparently it's oh, little oh. and pink, so it will be a plush. I think, I think my real. daughter and I are
1: gonna fight over it. We, we we actually fought over who got to keep Cartana.
0: But remember, rumor, just rumor. So we'll, well hold I our mean, expectations. Well, I mean, there's also a rumor
1: that that like, uh, uh, Litton was gonna turn into a luchador, and then like we saw that turned out.
0: We'll see. Some rumors are That's good. True. Some not so much. For now, I think we're running all low on time, so I think she's should wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. All right, another episode down. I've got to say, Pokemon, if you're watching this, good job on the reptiles. You guys did some good stuff with them. Keep it up. I love it. A lot I would better love to than the
1: more. birds. <laughs>
0: a lot better than the birds. So <laughs> as we wrap up, I do want to give a huge thanks to all the people who came to the Science of Pokemon panel blew my mind like almost 300 people showed up and i was so glad i got really high reviews they're probably gonna bring me back next year because people showed up because they wanted to learn we had a lot of people join up to this podcast because of that it's so
1: great we have more subscribers now you know i i I genuinely think as we get into our second year that you and i are going to start planning more and more appearances at conventions
0: Oh, I'll definitely gonna try. Yeah. Uh, now, Professor, I that that was my con. What are your con details? Flaming River con.
1: Uh, well, uh, again, this is the first, and it's been all over the press here. Actually, I've been really impressed because. Um, I, I only started volunteering for this because it's a friend of mine who's who's the head of the uh, nonprofit. Uh, but FRC has been all over the airways in Ohio and in Michigan and in Pennsylvania uh, because this really is the first LGBT con on this half of the country. There's there's stuff out west, but there's nothing out on the east side. And so this is a kind of a it's kind of a big deal that it's not only a, a gaming and anime convention, but it's a focused on. On inclusivity and the uh, head of this which is a uh, Brittany Orcutt who's a friend of mine um she also has a focus on uh, on racial, ethnic, and religious minorities that's really important to her, and i got to give her due props for that. Um, and so this con is really about inclusivity in the nerding and geek community, which is really great. Um, and I really support this. Anyone who knows me firsthand knows that I'm all about uh, inclusivity, both in the way I teach and, and the way I do everything. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be pretty great. I will be there most of the day. Um, I, have, I have offered because I've been helping them since before I, I was asked to be a panel for our podcast. Um, so I will be volunteering for part of the day, running around with a walkie talkie doing something. Um, but uh, the panel, at three th- yeah, I don't know what they haven't told me what yet. Um, I volunteered some of my folding uh, tables. I don't know what else is gonna happen, uh, but I know I uh, the panel's at three thirty. So if you are in Ohio or Pennsylvania or Cleveland, please come out. I have a very special guest who is who. Uh, is a background in economics and business and history, uh, who will be helping me with this panel. We're going to talk all about um, kind of like some of the things we talked about in our economic episode, but we're uh-huh. going to tie it even more into um, American economics and how that looks today and what that really means for things going forward. So we're really going to talk about how... Uh, Pokemon world economics ties into things in this world and what that looks like and you know uh, you know, advantages and consequences of that. I think those are, are really important talking points that need to happen so I'm really excited I'm told that it's like the most popular panel so far. Uh, I, I have my fingers crossed and I'm also like nervous out of my mind <laughs> dude uh, trust no. me being it's not, I'm nervous about talking to people I'm nervous because I have to live up to you Mr. Mr. Magikarp in Gyarados costume. And I, oh, that I, was my I've brother in the Magikarp. I've, I've come up with nothing. I've come up with nothing. Mm. I can't think of anything to dress up as.
0: <laughs> what was the Gen 2 professor's name? Elm. What his face? Just be Elm.
1: I'm not you look like Elm. I'm not to buy stuff, and I'm lazy. And I have two kids. I'm sure you have a
0: lab coat in that closet. I do somewhere.
1: not. I do not. I actually do not like wearing formal attire. I am the most informal teacher you will ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fridays, so... I'm wearing a t-shirt. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As per usual, guys, make sure to follow us on iTunes, Podbean, yes, YouTube. Uh, the more people who follow, the more stuff we can do. Also, this episode yes, we tried.
1: we We're reaching out to advertising at the end of the month. Please, people, please follow, like, subscribe. All
0: that good stuff. Yes. In this episode, we tried being a bit more bantery, having more of that natural fun with our flow. If you <laughs> liked that, let us know. If you hated it, let us yes, know. Please, we are please, at your bidding. Please.
1: That, that, that's how it goes. Tell, tell us if you don't like it because um, we do this a lot during the live episodes because this is genuinely how lucas and i interact um typically when we do a uh this this we're doing this show on one take typically we end up doing like three or four takes uh, because like, we know let's go natural i can yeah, edit
0: this it's fine we, I, can sl- we, I can make this sound
1: decent we literally ask each other questions that just play off each other constantly so we want to see how this goes uh if you don't like it please let us know and we will not do this next time um but please, again, uh, find us on Facebook. Again, we're trying to get subscribers. We're almost to 100. Please, 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 please. You know, this. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of you, and a lot of you listening, maybe you're in your car right now. Go home and just find us, uh, you know, uh, PokeScience is our page, just because it's going to help us get advertisers. And as we keep going, we need funding to keep all the episodes up. That's, yep. that's our biggest problem is that it's starting to cost us too much money per month to keep the episodes up and we need help subsidizing that. So we would appreciate yeah. it a lot. Or you can email MSW, um, us. Uh, oh, Yahoo. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 They email us and, and make sure you join us next time because it's the one year special next time. Oh, and I'm we're so bringing a very special guest. Uh, my good friend, Will from the common descent podcast. He's gonna be talking to us about fossils. Would you stop (laughs) that? He's a Um, great friend of mine. He's a really good dude. I'm so glad that he's expected to join this. He's been waiting for this for months. He's gonna be talking about his favorite fossil Pokemon. Find a way. (laughs) Yeah, life finds a way. Like I'm gonna find a way to play this ending music.
1: Bye-bye, everybody. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.